0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Anything to shake this But my, my, my got
3: me drinking. Back at it again with another shade of blue. My name is Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, Robert Russert, David Greenwald are all here. We are part of the KC Soccer Journal. Everyone made it through the media game. We survived right before yeah. sporting. <laughs> Thad says, eh? Right before sporting <laughs> ripped our hearts out uh, against RSL and then again last night. Uh, but let's get started here. David has a mystery question. It's a mailbag question that I am not allowed to know about that he could yeah. put in the
4: rundown so for me. We don't do mailbags very often. No. But we don't. Uh, but we we have one. It's from David in Overland Park. And oh. his question <laughs> okay. is for Cody. And the question is, Cody, where the hell were you last time? <laughs> you just disappeared. Were you kidnapped? What happened? The people need to know. Signed David
2: in Overland Park. <laughs> I, so totally not
4: me, by the way. <laughs> I had to not. go
3: out to Lee Summit to uh, be with my family. It was a very unfunny thing that I really wish... And why were you not responding to texts or I, any other messaging? I wasn't by my phone. I didn't have my phone with me. At all? Not until I got into my car and was on the way home.
4: You know, as your friend, I want to believe you. <laughs> but as... But as somebody who gets lied to every day at work and a okay, lawyer, who, that's
3: not my fault. The danger and, of the profession. And, yes. And
4: as somebody who begrudgingly is also a millennial, not unlike you, I don't believe that you didn't have your phone.
3: I, I don't know. You got an Apple watch? You. No, that <laughs> another another <laughs> just embarrass Embarrass me further here. Well, one, I don't have an Apple watch. I am. A, I'm an Android lad. Pixel fan. Good man. Good man. Good, good. Uh, and I had a Fitbit, and I lost it at a lake weekend jumping off of a cliff. So
1: I am so what without... did you do with all that Apple stuff that Apple sent you at the beginning of the season?
3: They didn't send me anything. They sent me a <laughs> scarf.
1: I didn't get the cool basket that everybody else
3: got. I got the one. I didn't get anything. I got the one that I actually – the only other thing besides the scarf. Oh, there was the, jer- the little yeah. warm-up jersey. I forgot about that. But then the only other thing in there was a – piece of paper saying I was going to get free Apple TV
1: and then I never got it. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, sounds a little like biting the hand that feeds you. All right. Big. Well, Hey, we had a
4: successful mailbag. Thanks, Cody. Thank you,
1: <laughs> David in Overland park. And Cody have our sponsors <laughs> dried up. We haven't had an ad for a while.
4: Uh yeah, it
3: has been some time since we have had an ad. Uh, need, I need to get to, those feet to the pavement. Get out there get I, some ads. I need ads. to go knock on some doors, don't I? We need to get yeah. that done. Well, there's there's more
4: success when there's more success with sporting. That's true. <laughs> Actually, know, like our, our ads this this year were we're banging when we weren't winning.
3: <laughs> exactly, and our our Sweat uh, be gone. Our listens go up whenever whenever the team is bad too. People like to to hate listens so. Uh, and what do you know? We're bad again. Sporting are just as bad again. But first, we're going to talk about the media game a little bit. We have to dive into it. Uh, Thad, you said, eh, to surviving. You're wearing the jersey. It seems like you're pretty proud of this this event that we were part of. Okay.
5: As anybody who's watching any of these or I've mentioned before, I almost, I, I tried to never wear team stuff when I do anything rela- remotely related media but i realized something about 2 minutes before the pod started i was wearing a green shirt and i'm like i there's no way in hell i'm wearing a green <laughs> shirt after we just played austin so i went running Very upstairs dang. grabbed the first shirt i could find which happened to be this shirt that still was sitting on the table and has not been washed yet so i smell
3: that is disappointed is his name here in the thing that is disappointed is the utmost professional never wanting to wear anything sporting with the logo on it Even when he's sitting in his own basement and there's sporting and other memorabilia around you.
5: Where? No, I don't don't
3: know. know. It looks like there's bobbleheads. I was assuming something. One of those There are bobbleheads. There are bobbleheads. That's something. There's a wizard back there somewhere.
4: You know, if you you post this on YouTube, people might be able to see the odor lines coming off of him, (laughs) like Pepe Le Pew.
3: Slight waves coming off
4: of him. (laughs) Has it dried yet, Thad? Like, is the shirt dry? Yes. Okay. How long did it take to dry out? Did you go, do know. you wear
3: an undershirt? Are you an undershirt guy?
5: Uh, a lot of times I am, but I didn't done this one. No,
3: did
4: dude. you have your GPS tracker to see how much of the pitch you covered? I was really mad that I, I did not one. a lot of it. <laughs> so very. This is not meant to be a humble brag, but uh, the reason I asked how long it took for Thad's shirt to dry out. So years ago, when I was in the cauldron, Tim uh, chucked his gloves into the cauldron oh, after no. the, after the match, and I caught one. And had to fend off a couple other people. Um, and the guy behind me was like, oh man, I almost got it. And I was like, oh dude, I would have broken your arm off and beat you to death with it to win this glove. But it took like two not, weeks. Was that for a 12 that year thing. old? Yeah. No, it was a fully
1: grown man. It's been scarred for life. It
4: was a fully grown man, although I'm not above it wouldn't have stopped a, a child over a glove. <laughs> but uh, it took like two weeks for that thing to dry out. It was disgusting.
3: Yeah. Keeper keep gloves are gross.
5: Yes. Uh,
1: David, what did you
3: it. what did you see from the uh, from the stands up there watching uh, your heroes down on the field in the in the gauntlet?
1: Heroes, what?
3: Oh man, <laughs> so
4: not not a lot of what I would call good football. Uh, your keeper, uh, who I think you already told me, I think you told me his name before we started recording, but Aaron Ladd. Aaron Ladd, I'm sure he's a lovely person and donates to charity and lovely mother know, he has. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm not really gonna comment on bad. people's moms, but uh, other than Cody's, but wow, he was bad. He was uh, he was bad. Your your <laughs> team, the three of you were on a team. Uh, Chad was on another team. Uh, Chad's team beat you guys because Aaron was directly responsible for all of the goals. Really? Yes.
3: Uh, <laughs> he he was maybe, the maybe not the third. Hold on, I gotta I gotta defend Aaron here. Before when we were in the locker room preparing for this game, no one wanted to play keeper. He nope. was, he had assumed captain and he was desperately going around the room, searching for a keeper before he was finally like, I guess I have to do it. I don't know what's going on. Nobody get mad at me after the game. So naturally <laughs> okay. he did really bad and I'm going to, and I'm going to make fun of him on my podcast.
4: No. So, <laughs> so I, I paid an, an extra amount of attention to, to my boys. To you three to just because just, i wanted to to cheer you on and i wanted to talk about your performances so let's go player by player oh, no. do this
1: do this quickly do we get time to defend ourselves
4: <laughs> hey cody you weren't <laughs> here last time we had a podcast but i said i was going to do 30 minutes on the media game no. <laughs> uh, robert leads us off i'm going to give robert an 8 out of 10. wow he he had his his corner was was fine but oh, he yeah, banged he in a goal. It, it was a deflection, but he he struck it with pace and power. Uh, Robert looked like he actually plays soccer regularly, unlike most of the other were out there. Yeah. Um, so Robert gets an 8 out of 10 and was man of the match.
1: That is way too complimentary. Man of the match? <laughs> Robert, I think you, you
4: need to go back and, and see what some of the other people were doing. No,
3: the man oh, hey. of the match was the was the woman of the match. We had a former Mexican national team player on our team and she was she was controlling things for a while. <laughs> hey, I got to give
1: kudos though to Cody. She, she wasn't didn't do a whole lot steal. though. It wasn't for Cody Steele, I never would have scored. So, we Cody, had a good
3: little thing going on on the right wing over there. We did. Yes. Uh-huh, a
1: little bit. Him and the other guy. I don't know who that other guy was, but yeah, he was there too.
2: Yeah. It,
4: Cody's performance reminded me a lot of like 20 16 2015 Dom Dwyer. Like at oh, one point he was it. all by himself, waving his hands, shouting for the ball. <laughs> uh, and nobody had the courage to give him any service. Daniel Sperry. Sperry. Daniel and, Sperry, oh no. Yeah, Sperry wearing the 10, the 10 shirt, just not pulling strings. This is, this. Uh, uh,
3: it's going, it's not just this game. I re- recall he's the, his own the, strings. the last game <laughs> I we played with Sperry. He gets the ball and near the box. He's gonna just dance around until he gets something. He likes to keep the ball at his feet. I yelled at him for being a ball hog afterwards. There was one, literally like wide, wide, wide open. No one else was even there. The goalie wasn't even in front of the goal. All he had to do was tap it over to me. Easiest goal in the world. And then, and then after he was like, I couldn't hear anything. I'm sorry. So your Cody, reaction
1: thought, to no pass was very clear, Cody. Yeah, like, it was really up? funny. <laughs> oh my
2: god! But,
4: but so, Cody, you know, I, I can't score you high because you didn't do a ton. You didn't no. get a lot of enough touches no, to I didn't. to score high. But your off ball movement was great. You did a lot of the Kyrie Shelton things, the, the things <laughs> yes. that a coach would appreciate, but not, but the fans might backhand, not. There we go. There we go.
1: No, it's a, like a backhand, and then a compliment. Cody. Cody
4: deserved more service. <laughs> And I lost five dollars because I was bagging, I was betting on a brace. <sighs> who did who Thad, bet you five dollars? Nobody. I bet myself. Okay. $5. Yeah. How did Thad I was, do? Tell I, us I that do? That goes to the fine Thad, jar. Thad, fine jar. Thad, oh Thad Thaddeus. Um, Thad, oh, Thad got hung out to dry a lot. Uh, he was he, at points was the only person back playing central defense. Did he touch it? Um,
3: did you touch the ball? You did. Okay. The I remember, ball touched me. I remember one point you did. Yeah. But.
4: But Thad, I think, is directly responsible for a goal. He um, he let the ball roll through his legs. He almost, like, dummied it, I think, expecting the keeper to come out and and claim the ball. Uh, no, I just I, missed it. Oh, well, okay. I was trying to give you credit. Yeah, you how did, but, it
5: how did Aaron out? get responsible for all three and now I get responsible for one?
4: <laughs> you know... That
5: math doesn't add up, man.
4: The math There's doesn't the have ball. to math in the media game. <laughs> but... uh you know, Thad, Thad was was out there kind of by himself. I don't know whose job it was to organize your back line, but it was bad. It was not organized. Well, there um, wasn't well, they, a
1: back line. It was, it was Thad and Jimmy Mack, and that yeah. was about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It,
4: it was obvious. Um, and, I, and I think the score reflected the, the lack of support from the fullbacks, the lack of a defensive midfielder. Cody, that's a fine. Um, Double to, fine. <laughs> you know, so hey. all in all, I think, you know, the – Cody, that's another fine. I think the uh, I think the worst score has to go to whoever captained that team. And since you're telling me it was your keeper, I, you know I'm sorry, Mister Ladd. We've never met, and and I apologize because I'm not trying to drag you. But it's your job to organize. <laughs> it's uh, your yeah. job. Look who's holding shots. the captain's
1: armband. We're oh, was it, it Robert? <laughs> Robert? Oh. It was given to me by Sperry. Right. Yes, Robert.
4: Well were you captaining during the match yes. or were you
1: he wore the bat the arm oh. I, I wore it but yeah yeah no oh that
4: eight goes down to like a 3 i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna take yeah. the
1: fun out of it for everybody else no, no, no. Hey, I, no. Wanna give, <laughs> I want to give i want to give aaron Ladd. It, it, you you give them credit
5: but then how much did they come back and help on defense at all
4: well it was, okay so hey, I, did, I, I went I back there so once. cody I, cody i have a question for you oh man what is it like to to make a full trip down that pitch and try to come back
3: yeah one one up and down and, like, I'm not saying, I'm obviously not a professional athlete. This dog right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not a professional athlete. Rich. But one up and down that field is is genuinely insane. I, I am active. I play sports, but. You play w- kickball. There's one, if you do one run trying to, like, get in position, get in the line, get there, like, fill the passing lane, whatever it is, you don't realize how much you're burning to do it. And uh, it, uh, it got to me very quickly.
1: But uh, so okay we talked about the corner at least off camera so i go over there the guy i don't know the guy's name he has the ball on the corner spot and i'm trying to communicate him to pass the ball to me instead he leaves the corner spot (laughs) here you do it i'm like no (laughs) that's not how you do a short corner (laughs) so you know there are a couple people out there who didn't really know what they were doing so
5: speaking of our keeper not knowing anything about soccer i did actually question him how do you cover soccer when you don't know how the goalie works at all and he just valid question me. but okay in some defense of him before the game i was telling him okay if you're going to play keeper just kick the ball long that's in the immediate game just get it away from yeah, people and yeah. you're fine somebody else goes cuz he said so like oh i don't know how far i can kick it and somebody goes well just pick it up then
3: like, oh, oh, there it was. <laughs> so <laughs> so no, was no, no. You still made.
5: have a box, man. <laughs> All
3: right, now no, I will and, hold on, hold on. I want to give Aaron his, his credit here. There was a time, Thad, when we would cover these, these these teams, soccer in this market, where the the lone TV crew would come out every now and then for some big news, a new signing or something. They would know nothing about the team. Uh, the local news wouldn't cover the team properly. Aaron Ladd is out there, he goes to training, he brings yeah. that big ass Absolutely. cart with
5: him to every game.
3: He does his work, he makes sure uh, local TV yes. is covering the team. And, and kudos I love to Aaron, Aaron. kudos yeah.
5: to Harold Kuntz, Harold, uh, kudos to PJ Green. Those are three guys who come out and, and cover soccer more than any of the rest of the this place put together. So, yeah, good for them. But you should still at least know the keeper can't <laughs> yeah, come out of the box to but pick man, the ball man,
3: the box thing, come on. That's the number no. one thing of soccer, isn't it? Like, All right.
5: So, no. <laughs> and, and David, you had your your time. I'm I'm doing a little bit of rebuttal here. I sucked. I'm very disappointed in how I played. I am a, a not even a shadow of my former self in being able to play, but I still want to go out and have at least a tiny bit of fun. But in that, I did block two shots and one cross. Okay. And when the ball was picked up by my keeper... Who then went back in goal and rolled it out to the guy to take the 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 yeah. start the play again. I did my best Dallas slash Houston slash Orlando yes, shithousery, touched the ball away from the guy so he couldn't just reset it really quickly because we had no defense. Someone and else and then is- he picks the ball up and looks at me and goes, "No, it was a handball. I'm restarting." I said, "I know exactly what you're doing, man. I'm trying to stop it." <laughs> the and do- then I stood there about a foot away from him. He starts like. Looking extremely <laughs> shocked that I would do such a thing. And our referee, who actually passed the ball to the other team. Oh, who had, yes, he did. <laughs> oh, we're fighting had for a win. Three and Three more players than us. Oh, God. Was it just three? Apparently, it felt like way more than that. I, I was told it was three. Somebody said it was five earlier, but we later on did a little math, and it was okay. three, I believe. Because okay. two people just decided not to show up that night, both from our team.
3: Someone else's dog here is... is Deserving of a fine. It's not just me. The dogs are taking over this pod. I hear a whiner. Is that Robert?
1: Uh, Not that I'm aware of someone's so anyway, dog is whining. He looks pretty content to me. Or a child. I, I tried to draw a card by just
5: standing in front of the guy and preventing him from doing the retake until we got some defensive help. And I just started slowly edging back and he just he crossed it into somebody who. Yeah, actually, he he took the shot on goal because Aaron basically just let it go through his hands. Yeah,
4: so, so I have a question. I have two questions. One oh my is gosh. how much shithousery is appropriate for a media game? A
5: lot. As <laughs> much as as much as I want to
4: have fun doing. Okay. And and number two is is there trash talk on the pitch? Because and here's here's why I asked. Because I as friendly. I was paying attention, um, at one point I see Sperry walking or like lightly jogging around the center circle. And next to him, and visibly talking to him was chad smith from chad Tennessee got Soccer nutmegged Bible. don't have really said
3: that yet i just want to make sure that got said chad got nutmegged
4: and <laughs> i didn't I, I did not see chad get megged but i believe you um but but i in my mind would like to think that chad was talking trash and i'm just curious <laughs> like robert after you scored like were you in were you chirping at anybody cody i mean you seem like you would be no, he came over. Talking. He
1: came over No, no, to David, I did accidentally flip the camera off. That was, you know, the camera that somebody was carrying around. I meant to go two to go and I went like this, two to go and I was like oops. How do you mess <laughs> that up? I haven't seen it anywhere out on on uh, social media yet, but yeah, I,
3: You were I, so I tired, you off. lost your control <laughs> of your motor skills
1: and couldn't put two fingers up. But I did see Cody and Chad pushing in the box.
3: Yeah, he came over to yeah. he came over to greet me cuz he didn't want to get uh, scored on again. He didn't want me to posterize him <laughs> again, like I did last year. <laughs> okay, hey,
5: good, good for Chad, man, because that's exactly what I would have been doing. Yeah. Is going yeah. over because I remember when I defended you, you decided you wanted no part of being near me, and you went like twenty no. feet away from
3: me. Yeah, I yeah that did happen, but it was because there was no one over there. I was floating to the back of the box in an open space, and then the the uh, Roberts corner did go long. So, what is what is that rumbling? thunder
1: outside my, oh
3: my house gosh are you okay over there <laughs> yeah, <we're laughs> your <good. laughs> shelves are rattling uh okay can we are we, we roll done through with, here a little while ago so are we done with the media game here I, I can't tell if our our listeners are like shut the hell up about the media game i can't tell if that's true or not hey right.
1: the first four minutes were probably the worst four minutes of my life <laughs> on the soccer field
3: not the last
4: four <laughs> the first four. oh
1: you were no, just because you four, were playing. i scored in the last four so you know that was better
3: i see cody but, uh, Yep. Cody
4: you, you don't read the site because if you read our site and you read the comments on the last pod the people want the media game content okay they were demanding it <laughs> they crave the media game content okay
5: good good three comments is not a crave
1: yeah
4: that's my. I
1: was just it's gonna all let that re- it's one all relative slide. it is relative
4: that's why I think we all don't time. three comments on the pod we're about the media game that's why we don't do the mailbag because
3: people don't comment like that or reply to things like that so
4: but maybe they will now thanks to David from Overland Park yes. opening up the floodgates <laughs> yes thank you if you guys David. have mailbag questions let us know
3: <laughs> okay let's talk about the actual game that night uh very briefly the disappointment of the RSL game Robert you were part of the recap you guys double teamed the recap I think uh what did uh, what do you think of that RSL game
1: yes unfortunately i didn't know how to give david credit on the thing so that's something thad's going to show me later on how to give david credit but um david came up with the what did you say put russell put the defense in a blender that was a good line i like that thank you for that most of
3: his notes were about the media
1: game <laughs> <laughs> a bunch but more. anyway <laughs> yeah i mean you know for a minute there guys russell's two goals were like okay russell is back we've got Polito back he's scoring and you know if if Russell's going to be back on, we're in good shape, right? And then, well, our defense did what our defense tends to do. So, yeah, <laughs> that was basically this the story of the game and two two.
3: The defense was again the story against Austin last night. Thad, why? Sure. Which which is your? I see that that is disappointed. Is it which game are you more disappointed by, or is it just an amalgam of both?
5: Oh, it's the media game, it's the RSL game, it's the Austin <laughs> game, it's the defense on all counts of that. So me included. Um Yeah, no, man. Need to be better defense, and it's just we know the problem, and it's three minutes of not good in the Austin game. Otherwise they could probably get a result.
3: What's so the problem is a Brief lapse in judgment where they lose focus for three minutes. Is that what you were indicating? Or it's just the we know the problem is just that the defense isn't good enough.
5: I think I indicated a little bit of both. But in the Austin game, it was three minutes that they got the two goals. Not good play there. There was other instances of not great play, but it was the two minute, three minutes that they were
2: it, scored on.
3: It seems like that's been the case for a couple years now, where it's like the defense is good until they're not. Like they'll they'll go three game stretches where they'll give up one game over or two goals over three games or something, and then yeah, it's just they they look good and then all of a sudden in a three minute span they give up two goals that look like how how do they not do this every five minutes?
4: So we're giving up goals in two different ways. There's moments where the defense just switches off and that's been a problem for a couple years where um Isimat marin was bad at it on set pieces uh-huh. a lot of ball watching from him last night against austin it was fontes switching off and letting Giassi Zardis just be unmarked in the middle of the box um and and danny rosero giving up that second goal uh to rsl i know some people think it was a foul my personal opinion is that it's not it's that he switched off, he stood on the ball, then he took a sloppy touch and he allowed Anderson Juliao to come in and rob him, right? And he just set himself up for failure. So switching off and and not staying focused for 90 minutes has led to a bunch of goals. And then the other type of goals we're giving up is that when you play a possession-based system and you don't have super fast center backs, like when you've got Fontis, you can get stretched out. And RSL's first goal was a, an inch perfect through ball. I mean, that guy, I know the cauldron booed the mm-hmm. center ref thinking he was off sides, but he was on and it was a tight call, but it was a perfect run, a perfectly weighted through ball and Fontes isn't fast enough to catch up to somebody. So when we're pressing forward and we've got numbers ahead and a team wants to hit us on a counter, we're susceptible. Um, cause you know, we just don't have fast enough defenders. To to recover
1: like we did when we had Ike. Okay, so you can talk about you know we've talked about speed of you know running right, but Rosero isn't exactly the kind of guy who has a speed of thought that reads the game tactically well. So he should know Fontes' weaknesses and he should be able to, you know, compensate for those right. But he's not that kind of a center back. He's not a high soccer IQ kind of center back. He's a physical guy. Uh, Max his goal on the ball, obviously. So this combination of those two just is not working. He would be a very good third center back.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rosero is the third center back you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think a lot of the reaction, I don't want to get, we, we're going to get post-game audio from Vermees for the Austin game and talk more about that. But uh, I think a lot of the reaction has been just like the entire defense is bad. Like we don't have any good center, central defender, and I don't think I subscribe to that entirely. I think I may be higher on Rosero than than some other people are. Uh, Robert, I think you nailed exactly the kind of player he is. Um, it's not the high IQ, but he can do some desperate last stitch defending. Uh, he had at least one of those in the, in the Austin game, a great block. Um, And And he can score from set pieces. And he can score from set pieces. And oh my god, that is so. He has a long leg
5: that he can bicycle it back over (laughs) multiple times times. a game. Or he sometimes misses those, and then it.
3: He is he is very athletic. I, I. We're gonna. We can also talk about a roster overhaul or, or things like that, or what what is needed. But he is one that I, I think you can keep around. I guess Sherf sure, as a third center back, that's, that's fine. If he was a th- our third center back, I think we would be in a very, very good position. So uh, I definitely agree with that. Let's take a break or a non-break, depending on if you get an ad, and then we're going to listen to some Vermees post-game audio.
4: I also thought that we also had done better uh, just like from a shot stopping perspective, especially the second one.
2: But this shot should never even happen. We should be able to deal with that situation. And the player should never have that kind of time nor should that ball get to where it got to in the way that it did. Um, it wasn't some great pass. We, we were just, we, our, our defending
4: in those two situations was, was very poor.
5: And it was very poor, and we've been talking about that a little bit in in multiple games. But it's also interesting to me that I think this is the first time that he's called out Mm shot-stopping in at least quite a long time. Uh, So I don't know if that means Kendall may not be seeing the the field next time, but I think there's cases where Kendall's been a very solid keeper. Uh, He's People have criticized him and wanted Pulse Camp in there, which I don't know exactly why he's not been in there. But I wonder if this does – Indicate that he might be coming back onto the to be the starter. Of Pulse camp.
3: Yeah, I have said a couple times with McIntosh already that this surely that is the last of him starting, and that Pulse camp was going to come in. But I do I do hope this is the one. I think him mentioning that is a sign. But I, if I'm not mistaken, he did also in that press conference uh, defend McIntosh and say that a lot of the most recent goals have not largely been his fault. Which a lot of them you can argue that if you're the keeper you can you can say he did this and he did that, but on a lot of these goals that have been coming in lately, it's not for sure someone else would have saved them, but you can just see a lot of things that he could have done differently or could have done better and that that for me once once you get into this this game last night where it's just we're seeing it's not it's not working. You're not rolling with the hot hand anymore. It just seems. It seems like yeah. It, it's time to go to Pulse Camp.
5: And at the MLS level, you want a keeper to be at least spectacular once in a while. Yeah. And Kindle, and Kindle you know. gets probably more criticism than I think he deserves. But he doesn't catch the ball often enough. He so he punches it back out, and that sometimes put it back into play. And he's rarely ever
4: spectacular. So I think that's where an improvement can be made. So I. You know, it's not McIntosh's fault on either of the RSL goals because those were essentially one v ones, and I think he got chipped and then on one, and got slotted under the, under on the other. It's a little unfair to criticize him on the first Austin goal by Zardis because it was a header down, and he gave up a rebound. My criticism of him is that a a better keeper parries that ball out of the center of the box. Yeah, and I think. McIntosh gives up a lot of spills, a lot of rebounds to the center of the box instead of pushing them away. And I think he parries and punches some shots that could easily have been caught. Um, One of the early RSL shots in the first half, he he essentially pushed all the way um, out of bounds across the side. But it was a shot from distance that didn't have that much on it that Tim would have just caught. Uh, And so I think that's a a problem for Macintosh. Macintosh's distribution is fine. But for me, the, the difference Robert did not like that one. (laughs) I don't care. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Robert. I'll I'll
1: get my piece.
4: Uh, But, but if you look at like the advanced goalkeeping stats, Macintosh is bad, right? So the, the one for me that I look at for a keeper is post-shot expected goals minus goals allowed. And so what that means is that it's expected goals based on how likely does the keeper to save the shot minus the goals that you gave up. And on the year, Macintosh has a negative 3.3. So positive numbers mean that you either have better luck or an above average ability to stop shots. Macintosh is minus 3.3. Uh, by comparison, this year Pool's camp is at zero, but last year was at one, minus 1. 1.9. The year before that was minus 1.7. And then to give you context Melia in 2018 which was a strong year for him he was plus eight and then the next year was minus 3.3 3, and he was plus 2.4 plus 2.9 and so those positive numbers Melia in 2018 saved eight goals more than what would have been expected based on xg
3: what year was that you said
4: 2018 yeah, yeah. and then the 19 when we were bad it was minus 3.3 and then when we had solid seasons in 2020 and 2021 he was positive again Last year was negative again. And so, you know, part of that is what's the XG that you're looking at? If your defense is bad, they're gonna be giving up better looks in the box. But Macintosh isn't out here winning us points. Robert Sometimes he's costing us, sometimes he's not, but he's definitely not winning us points.
3: Robert, where do you stand with Macintosh?
1: You look at FBRF? Yeah. David, yeah, yeah. I was just looking there too. Um yeah, I mean I I think there's problems with his extension. It just doesn't seem like he's able to extend to his left and right as far as he should be able to. Like that second goal against Austin was near post and he was there mm-hmm. and I think he you know showed in his reaction that he's disappointed in himself. He should have been able to at least push that, you know, beyond the post uh for that second goal for sure. The first goal would be a little harsh, but it hit him right in the gut area and he tried to get his hands in front of it, which is probably a reflex reaction but maybe a more schooled goalkeeper more one that gets more minutes would have allowed that to hit him in the stomach and then just fell on the ball with his hands and, and kept a rebound from happening there but tough call when it was that close in but his distribution that I've seen too many times where the ball is just going straight out of bounds from goal yep. kicks yep. Um, so that is something that's been disappointing for sure
4: and on that second goal his positioning was awful he was way too far yeah. off the line Right. Given where the ball was in context of the box and Agreed. you know, Tim is a great shot stopper because his reflexes are so strong that Tim can be in a bad position, but he's so athletic and so quick mm-hmm. off it, you know, that he was able to, to save balls that other people wouldn't. But if you were to ever remember interviews that Jimmy Nielsen did was that old Jimmy Nielsen was all about positioning. He yeah. saved goals based on knowing when to be out, off his line, when to be on his line, knowing how to shade the box, like, you know, and I and I would love to have friend of the pod, Jimmy Nielsen, come back and talk about that. But that second goal is saved if McIntosh is appropriately positioned, and he just wasn't. That's on him.
3: The positioning for Jimmy Nielsen was everything, as put on display <laughs> in the 2013 MLS Cup Final, when he, like, had, didn't he have, like, a broken rib or something? And it was yes. freezing yeah. cold, so he couldn't move for two different reasons and and still got the win. And not, Who was the one? Someone was at Beckerman made like a, a, a long shot from way out and it it very slowly looped over and hit the post and Jimmy was just standing in the middle of the goal because he couldn't get yeah. over there. Oh, man, those were the days. Uh, Robert, you were talking about something we had touched on with McIntosh of all of the – on so many of these goals where, you know, instinctually you can be like, oh, Keeper should have done better. But then if you look at it, there's all these things – yeah, there was this situation uh he was it was so close to him he was trying to do this. You can make a lot of these excuses and I think to for Thad's point if a keeper it, you a keeper can get away with those things if they're doing a miraculous moment every now and then and and we just don't we just don't get that from Mcintosh. And the thing that worries me about the situation, I don't know if we are there yet, but when Macintosh was playing. It was because we were winning and it was with the hot hand. I get that entirely that has changed a little bit over the last month or so and So the reason we were fine with it or everyone has this thought that pulse camp is the next guy And that's because the team has seemed to indicate that he might be the guy for the future But now that the the longer this goes on The more worried. I am that maybe they are they've lost some faith in pulse camp that
5: is that does that make sense it makes sense and I can't say it's one or the other for sure I think a lot of people will not understand Ramiz in that he he went with I think he went with McIntosh because he was a little older and a little more settled so as things were settling in and the team was playing better he was trying to go with a, a kind of a little more veteran presence even if he's not better and I don't know that Pulse camp was winning sporting games at any point based on saves he was i think i think they were relatively equal in a lot of ways as far as the results were Pulse camp being younger and people will look at it like oh you got to give him time but vermis wants people to fight for their space yeah and if i and i this is not an inside knowledge saying he is or isn't doing this so it's a little speculation but if somebody if if you're seeing vermis not play somebody who you think should be playing it may be because he to fight for that spot and win it outright, not just be given it because he's the next guy. Because there's been right. too many times where players are just given things and they don't really keep performing better. Now sometimes you lose guys like that. And I mean, I can probably point to a couple guys who are playing in USL right now that could have been playing here, but didn't fight for their time hard enough. In Vermees's opinion, I, I don't I'm not saying they did or didn't, but and I think Pulse Camp. He's got to fight for that time and and say, this is my
1: job. This is my role, and I'm going to take it. So what about this? Um, against Austin, we had Davis and John East on the right side of our defense. Not exactly what I would call great guys at stopping crosses, for one. And then Rodoya, I don't see as being, you know, we haven't had that midfield destroyer for a long time since Prime Roger probably. And I think we're missing that role because it still seems way too easy for teams to come through our midfield and then attack the inexperience or lack of a focus on defense of a Johnny East, of a, of a Jake Davis. So, thoughts on that?
5: I'll jump in there. I do think Rodoya has been not necessarily a destroyer, but he's been stronger than, say, Ilya was. Yeah. But I think Rodoya is nowhere near MLS 90 minute game shape for freaking August you know yeah. or July with the heat so he's you know he obviously wilted i think in the last couple games and when he's in versus when he's out is usually a sign that in most of the games Rodoya has been in he's been if uh the team's played well when he's left that's when the goals have been given up so those late goals has often been after Rodoya's left obviously in this last game that's not the case but i just don't think he was i don't think he's capable of playing 395 degree games in eight days that just some guys never adapt to that and it takes a while
3: they do have a full week off this week until the next game it is cincinnati fc that is at cincinnati yes at cincinnati uh and then we started that'll be an easy one (laughs) 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 bloodbath right i i still can't believe how good cincinnati is being the two, the two conference leaders right now just absolutely blow my mind. We don't need to mention the
5: Western Conference leader. Well, well, when since he was so bad for what? How many wooden spoons a day win?
4: Yeah, I mean, two or three in a row doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. I think
5: it was three or four, but yes, he they were so bad. But you build draft picks, you build tam and
1: things from trades and stuff like that. So, all right, I have a trivia question. Then you talked about our next game, Cody. But Twenty-seven. You, glossed over the All-Star game. When's the last time Sporty had an All-Star? Game?
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. What, probably Graham Zussi was like the last one probably? Probably.
1: Or was it Ilié? Um, do you know the answer? One? I do not know the answer. So, That's how bad it is that we haven't had an All-Star for that long. <laughs> so you,
3: you came up with a trivia question for which you did not
1: have the answer. I think Ilié is the answer. So Thad gave it to you. Or was that you? <laughs> No, that's no I didn't. my, my <laughs> hypothesis. Mike Kuhn, where are you?
4: <laughs> well, hold on, though. Sporting KC2 defender Natty Clark was named to the MLS Next Pro All-Star roster. Wrong. Nope, yeah,
5: nope, you no, no, you're wrong. I oh, am? No. You are wrong. That is disappointed. Uh, how am I wrong? He was on the MLS Next All-Star game. Oh. The Academy. Oh, um, and he played perfect. precisely four academy games in the last year.
4: Nice. He's still an all star. Okay.
5: <laughs> I'm just correcting you, man. I'm Don't
4: gonna... shit on this, Thad. This is important.
5: <laughs> I, well, that's why I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> Thad... I, although I have to admit, I was under the same uh, misconception when it was first announced. And I was like, oh, he's in the MLS Next Pro all star game. Cool. But then I'm like, wait a minute. They're not in a,
0: There isn't one. So. <laughs>
3: That last week, we did the first three midweek points update and talked about the RSL game and and the Austin game and how much uh, we're we're losing the runway to climb the ladder and how many how much we need these points. Uh, And then they just went on to drop about five points over the next two games. So we back up losing
1: the runway to Go up the ladder. Yeah,
3: I combined two things there. I was switching <laughs> okay. between screen. I was trying to find the right screen. I have no. I blacked out for a second. I don't know what I said. You can find me for that one. Uh, but the the standings it puts Sporting KC in eleventh place. Amazingly, still I'm gonna be that guy and just say that it's still only six points behind fifth place, who happens to be Austin. So it all they is, have twenty seven possible points. All is not lost. But I did have quite the sinking feeling in the Austin game. This one really did take it out of me. Uh, Almost, almost more so than the beginning of the season. Those games sucked, but we knew there were reasons why they were playing this bad, and we could hold on to the hope uh, for the day when they started playing better. And they're just still not doing it. Uh, I know, I think obviously the two goals came when Polito was out and some of these big-name players, we were missing them again. So I think that is a little bit of that frustration there. But I did keep getting the feeling that they just they still are not as good as I was hoping for once we got all of these guys back. That being said, looking at those standings, I do still think they're going to sneak into the playoffs. And I bet they're not even the last team to do so. All right.
5: Well, you bet the fine jar. Well, you bet money on it against hey, the fine Hey, that's our record. money. <laughs> oh,
3: the fine jar is empty because we're so bad at this doing this remotely.
5: Okay, so if fine you jar win, you Venmo. get nothing. If you lose, you put money in it. That's the, where I'm kind of going. The fine
3: that. jar should be a Venmo account so we can hold each other accountable.
5: Um, okay, you uh, can put Venmo. You know, we should put a Venmo, I think, up, thing, up for the tip jar so people can.
3: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah,
5: give us money. Is that what you're talking about? Right. you want
3: to tip us? <laughs> <laughs> that are they are they still going to make the playoffs? Are they a playoff team or is all hope lost and we need to turn over this roster and look for the off season already?
5: I am not giving up on the season just yet. I have hopes not going to say they will make it. But even last night man when after Rosero scored team started actually looking good for a while I was like, "Hey, maybe this will be the, you know, the flip of every other game that's played happened recently." And, you know, Polito and Ro- and uh, Russell was going to come in. I had hopes that they would come in and, and notch at least one goal and, you know, steal a point that would have been nice or even three. But, man, it just didn't happen. So, I don't know. I'm that That is disappointed. I am disappointed in that behavior, that performance, man. I'm like, I expected better of you guys.
4: So, 538, no longer – um, is doing sports predictions due to layoffs at ABC and Disney, but so so the last time they updated their site was June 12th. On June 12th, somebody
3: just has to click run. Like, doesn't somebody just have to go to a spreadsheet and hit enter to make those update?
4: <laughs> like, it's all you just... know. Look, man, I I'm a lawyer. I don't do math. I don't know what is involved in creating those count. Cal- those Does, calculations.
5: Is part of ABC Disney. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't think I knew that.
4: I didn't but either. So. Um, as of June twelfth, at like, whatever time, Sporting had a sixty one percent chance of making the playoffs, and since then, have dropped points. So, um,
5: so can we buy five thirty eight? If they're not doing it at ABC Disney anymore, can we buy them?
2: With with what? No, five thirty eight
4: is still a website that does other news. They just aren't doing sports predictions.
5: Well, I, I'll just take that part. I'm sure we could monetize it somehow shout out to Nate silver I like Nate silver
4: but so that that percentage will have gone down um because I don't re- I don't remember if their prediction was before or after so
3: we're about 50 50 but then when you look at that that's still factoring in like those numbers are not factoring in that we got two DP level players like to join the team in the middle of the season it's I don't think it's is is it factoring in like form and recent play and projecting it in that way
4: yeah so the way that they Calculate their um, probabilities that teams will make the playoffs is that they look at availability of players, they look oh. at match results, run of form, form over the season, how, how the teams we, you're playing are doing. See, shout and out to so, Nate
3: Silver. They're good over there. They do that stuff. So
4: the last time it was updated was June 12th at 12 26 a.m. So it was before our draw against Salt Lake and it was before our loss to Austin.
3: Okay, so where do you – I saw a lot of discussion on, on Twitter and the internets just generally about, like, people are already looking at the off season and that there's not – who do we even hold on to under this roster? I saw Mike tweeting about things like that. Are you – Fad, are you ready? Does the team need to be turned over? A couple months ago, the – the head coach, Peter Vermees, was, was saying this was potentially one of the best teams that he has had in a long time. And now after uh, another month of them not continuing the blistering pace that they, that they were on there, uh, is, is that where we are with this team or do they need to turn a lot of people over in the
5: offseason? They do do need to turn over at least some people. I don't know if a lot is the right term, but yes, they do need to make some moves. You can say it's the best team, one of the best teams, but man, how okay, Ramiz is not one who just completely one hundred percent outright lies, but he is still coach speak at times. Oh yeah. He's not gonna sit here and go, Oh, this team is very mediocre and I don't really expect a lot out of them <laughs> when he's hoping to get them to do a lot. I mean, that's just coach speak. So So
3: name names for me, Thad. Who who on this team right now? Do, does sporting need to just move past, turn the page over, call it a loss, and and find some new players? Name some names for me.
5: Man, I just I hate doing that without having looked at the contracts. I know I saw yeah. Mike's tweet, but I haven't really studied it. But
3: well, I'll, I'll filibuster for you here for a second.
5: The no, no, don't bother. I'm just trying to stall I'm I'm not as so, so much stalling as trying to like delay it for a whole pod.
3: Well, no, I one one thing I've felt from a lot of fans is that they'll say. Um, you know, this team isn't good enough. The roster is not good enough to compete with, you know, David, you often talk about the midfield, like you just line up our midfield with Seattle and the and the players that they bring in. But then at the same time, and it might be different fans that are pushing back. But at the same time, if you say something about some of these middle roster guys that they're not good enough, then a lot of people don't like that one. And I even think like I, I'm at the point all like a name that I would name. Uh, is would be a tough one. Like even like Eric Tommy, I don't. Again, like Thad said, I don't know about the contracts and how advantageous that would be for the club and things like that. At this point, if I'm just looking at the roster, seeing what this guy can do, I. We need that third guy or the second attacking midfielder to be to be more. It looks like he's always almost there. I like Eric Tommy. This is not me saying something bad about him he is a good decent player but that is the kind of thing i'm talking about where if people want a roster overhaul and we want a, a, a new roster that can compete with these things then yeah we're gonna some of these guys we like are are not where we want them to be if we're going to be at the top of mls
4: so capology has um a list of salaries and contract details I, i'm not a thousand percent sure without having done prior research how truly accurate these are i think they're pretty good at um lining up with what the players association puts out but it doesn't necessarily account for like option years and everything mm-hmm. but they have right now capology lists contracts expiring in december of 2023 alan Pulido, johnny russell remy voltaire graham Zusi, willie agata courtney ford cam duke kendall mcintosh jake davis Robert Castellanos, Ozzy Cisneros, Roger, Danny Flores, Chris Rendolph, and Steven Afrifa. Now, we know some of these, like the draft picks, like Afrifa's probably got multiple option years, but we know that Allen's out of out of contract at the end of the season. Is it time to move on from Johnny? Is it time to move on from Polito, who is by far our best player?
3: Let me but just let me just go back to Polito and say something. This is probably very unfair towards the Vermees and the and the team and how you should handle players. But I'm sorry, Alan Polito needs to play every single second that that man is available. Make the money. Be on the field that you were paid to be on. I, it just when I saw a Afrifa starting, it just I'm sorry, it absolutely blew my mind. There's a week rest after this. Pulido, I don't think he played. Did he play 90 minutes in all those games? Maybe he did, but I'm sorry. Get his ass out on the field. That blew my mind that he was not starting. He's about to go away after a three year contract and he played for a year and a half. And we're like, ah, just give him a rest. Give the guy a rest.
5: Blows I'm my not mind. Not giving him a rest because he's only played a year and a half. They're giving him a rest because he played two 90 minute games in 90 plus degree heat in three different cities. And well, that's what he makes a million Three six million dollars, whatever the hell he made two two point two million. That's what he makes two
3: point two million dollars for. Get out there and play. Get subbed Honestly, off at I, half.
5: When I saw that lineup, which I thought I was gonna have, I thought that's what was gonna play after I saw a little bit of practice the other day. But I thought that was a well. That was one of Vermees' well done moments as he managed that and like okay, you're gonna bring these guys on at halftime, give them a little rest and yeah, let yeah, them come yeah. on a
3: little bit fresher. I get that, but. I'm sorry. That man needs to play. Every so, come
5: day. on, we got to at least like give Rumi's credit for some logic when he does it right. You I know. know?
3: And I said was, I said I was being unfair to him when I
4: we get we get mad when head. he doesn't rotate, and yeah, Cody, Cody gets mad when he, he does. But you know, it's Cody I was, is a true I was a,
5: body c- embodiment of the Cauldron Facebook page. There
4: heard that I was fine resigning Graham Zusi as a veteran presence to hand the the keys over to Caden Pierre, right? To teach Caden how to be the right back of the future. Neither one of them will likely play the rest of the season. Pierre's been out the whole season. He's not played a single minute. Zeus, played, got hurt. I would be shocked if he comes back.
3: That is Caden. Pierre, not, uh, is he not inching closer? I know it is. David's yeah, been this playing taking... for, uh,
4: he's getting some time with
5: SKC too. He'll probably start oh. there today and oh. get another 45 or 60. So I, he's not been close enough that they want to put him on the bench for the first team and not get him time with the two team. Because he would only be maybe ten minute fresh, or you know, he could only do a few minutes. So I would not be surprised that the next league game, maybe even the league's cup game, he would play.
4: I mean, there's nine matches left in this in the MLS. So I mm. mean, he he maybe he maybe we give Caden a cameo. Jake's Jake Davis has been fine. Yeah, um, like he's filled in admirably, I'd say, but he doesn't offer anything going forward anywhere near what Zeus he did at his peak and it's not his natural position and he could grow into it but that's we don't have any right backs yeah
3: yeah that's the one spot on the field the outside backs I feel like are the one spot where you can just be like yeah he's fine we I, we were talk, having the discussion about players in the midfield and if they're fine or if they need to be way better and yeah I think Jake Davis at right back right now sure that's that's fine and I think he, well, yeah, I he think you're right, and
1: you team. can say that, Cody. If your spine is strong, but if your spine isn't as strong as it's going to be, those wingbacks are going to be exposed too because yeah. they have to do more work tactically, you know, defensively than they have to. So I still think the spine is the problem with this team. You want to know Only one other center backs.
3: One other thing that uh, really had me depressed from the Austin game is I, I think I saw Logan and Denbay not like I finally saw that he has not progressed the way we've needed him to uh I think a lot of the like up until last night I kept you could see the moments and it's like here he's still uh he's been out like he's still working his way back in he's still getting older and growing and all that but I feel for some reason there was a point in that in that game it was just I feel like we hit his like this is who Logan and Ndenbe is (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the Cavs the really disappoint. Well, the Cavs didn't disappoint me. Cavs look great. We'll always look great. But, uh, yeah, I do think that was one reason I was really depressed. I was a Logan and Denbe stan, and uh, I do feel like maybe we've hit hit a peak with him.
1: I thought he was so okay David, last night. David, of all those guys you listed where their contracts are ending, who would you definitely say, we've got to keep this guy? Remy. Yeah, exactly. for sure.
4: Remedy. Yeah, he's and, the one that stands out, and and I'm fine keeping the younger guy. I mean, and God or Willie Agata, I'm fine with guys like Courtney Ford, Jake. Um,
3: Willie Agata makes too much for me. He's he's one that I think we can two
4: hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year is too much for you.
3: Yeah, I think I think you could get oh, you could get okay. a lot more value out of two hundred
4: and twenty thousand. Then Willie Agata, our backup striker. Yeah, who led the team in goals last year? What is it? What did he do this year? Got hurt, (laughs) got surgery. Yeah, like missed the year because he's been injured. What did our two point something million dollar striker do? He led.
3: You said led the team in goals and acted like that as an accomplishment for this team last year. (laughs) He scored eight (laughs) goals in half a season last year, and five of them were tap-ins. The third of the season, five of them were tap-ins. One of them like went off his chest and he knew nothing about it, and then he came back down. Cody is not
4: gonna stand, dude. It's two hundred grand. That's any more on the cap. That is nothing. That is good value.
3: How old is Willie Agata? Like 23.
2: Yeah, 24. Okay. 23.
5: So, wait, wait. Have you went from keepers are not worth anything to forwards are not worth anything? (laughs) (laughs) No. I (laughs) don't think I've No, no. He can just stand there and have the ball bounce off of him. We don't need to pay a guy that played in the number nine (laughs) spot. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Sporting did with another guy that was playing center forward a lot? Yeah. No, Cody. I don't come on, what are you? Are you like Reddit and Cauldron Facebook page all combined today? Like logic is everywhere, not like any flow.
4: And then, you know, I think that is disappointed in you. I love Johnny. (laughs) Johnny might be Johnny's probably not the best player to ever wear the kit, but Johnny loves the club, Mm -hmm. I think, with his full heart. And he's been he's so fun. Um, but it may be time to call it a day on Johnny. Yeah, and I
3: mean, Johnny off the bench for the next two years sounds awesome. Sure,
4: but but also for less than what he's making, yeah. right? And Zussi, I like Zussi. I think he's a good dude, and there's a spot as a veteran presence. You know, like Roger's making 80 grand a year. If Roger wants to be on a bench player and just be a veteran presence who gets really spot minutes, there's value in that. But Zeusie can't be relied upon to – to get big minutes for this team moving forward. Um, I don't think he is. No, but I mean, he's making 300 grand a year. Um, oh, 300 grand's a lot, huh? 220 <laughs> <right>. is nothing. <laughs> for but his production, yes. A lot. Um, yeah, I'm ready for Cam Duke and Ozzy Cisneros to move on. And that's not that I don't believe in their talent or their abilities. Neither are going to be a best 11 player in this league. And I would love for them to prove me wrong, but... Ozzy was a homegrown who has never broken into the first team it's probably just time for him to find a change of scenery uh, Cam I like I think we've stalled his development I don't think we've done Cam any favors and I just think a change of scenery would probably do him a lot of good I don't about know about Ozzy because
5: he's uh, in using a best 11 status for a homegrown player to be worth something isn't the really the I think the right
4: measuring stick there And I agree. I agree. But he hasn't broken into the team at all. He's not even a rotation player. He was
5: also hurt all last year, essentially, and is now looking really good with the two-team, which I know is a big step difference, but that's also part of that path. If he looks good with the two-team, and maybe he makes that step next year. I don't know.
3: What about Felipe Gutierrez, David? You said Cam Duke and Cisneros.
4: What about Felipe? So Felipe's contract isn't up until oh you're saying Gutierrez or Hernandez Hernandez okay (laughs) because I don't I loved Felipe Gutierrez probably the second best player I've ever seen and I'm not an original nd 6 so I'm not counting those guys but Polito and Gutierrez are the two best players I've ever watched put on the shirt I don't know why we re-signed Gutierrez (laughs) Felipe Hernandez I really like I think he's a good rotation player like a good squad player I also think we probably he's one of our only saleable assets and if the team is going to do a rebuild and we're looking for assets that we can sell for money, whether it's Tam gam as Cody calls it jam, um, or, or whatever he's, he's probably one of the few that has value because he's got time left on his contract. He doesn't have an expensive contract. you know, I don't think Felipe will ever be like a true anchor. He's not, I don't think, going to start 34 games a season. But I like Felipe Hernandez.
3: I cannot believe that we've just done an off-season podcast with nine games left in the season. <laughs> I was just going to say something but like I do that. But yeah. I do have one one more question. A name for uh, along this idea of of do you just turn the page or can you keep him and maybe build around? How about Nemanja Radoya, Thad?
5: I would have to make a judgment based upon his fitness because, his, his, because when he came in and everything else, I, like I said earlier, he's not capable, it seems like, of playing 90-minute games in this heat, but I don't know if that means he's never capable or I think he's been pretty good when he's been at yeah. his best, but he he peters out at one point and then you need to make that sh- sh- that switch. Go back to Felipe Gutierrez for a second though. That f- the little cameo he had last night, I thought he actually looked pretty good for not having played for a little bit.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he did. It was good to see Goody back out there. And David, I don't think you're I don't think it's a hot take to say that he is one of the best ever put on the jersey. It is. We're just in that weird spot with MLS like where we're growing you sign and it, it, you could almost say like any time Sporting KC signs uh, a new big name player that they would have a very good chance of being the best quality of a player to ever put that on so i don't think you're you're not uh, knocking Jimmy Conrad for that you haven't that you weren't a true 96er by saying that Felipe Gutierrez is one of the best to put it on because I think he was he can do some amazing things absolutely no idea if he can still do them or if the team needs him or where he's going to play or why they signed him but uh yeah I, I do like goody it's it's good to see him okay any final thoughts here what have we not covered
1: just a sideline on the uh, playoff chances here you know we've talked about points talked about how many games games in hand etc but the first tiebreaker is wins right so we have six wins austin Jesus. who's in fifth and only uh so many points but six points ahead of us has nine wins so
3: god they've only won six games
1: Yeah. Right. And we, again, two or three uh, other teams have two or three games in hand on us. So obviously we need to get wins. And in these last nine games, if you look at point wise, we need at least 17 to reach 40, which is a low bar. Do you think we can get 17 points in nine games and hit 40 points
2: with the consistency
1: we've had? Can we? Yeah, I think we can. But will we?
3: They just need to go on another, uh, on another
5: camp out I
3: I do think if you look <laughs> right. at these,
5: if you go look at these three game weeks, the usually the first game is the better game, the second game is mediocre, and the third game is usually the worst. If you look at those three game weeks, and being that they've got, you know, played the most games, they won't have as many of those remaining. Hopefully.
3: Well, in right. my sporting fandom, they always the game you think that they should just come out and dominate, they will have trouble with. And the game you think they're going to get slapped around, they pull one out of their asses. So I am ready to see the upset of Cincinnati this weekend.
5: And so just I know it's been mostly for, focused on sporting, but Casey Current have been struggling. So uh, sporting two is the most consistent team right now. They have only two losses in their last 10 games, four wins, four draws, uh, two losses. I'm not sure how the the extra point in there on those draws come into the play in those stats. Yeah, we all
3: suck. When do the Comets start?
5: <laughs> that will be very interesting, too, with a new coach.
4: Well, so I do have a question. You know, I think it's more likely than not we miss the playoffs or sneak in as the 9 seed, lose the play-in game. I also am realistic that I don't think the club will fire Vermees at the end of the season even if we miss the playoffs again how hot do you think his seat is going into next year? Is there a chance they would fire him mid-season? Yes. If so, somebody explain to me why Benny's not the guy. Because to me, Benny's the guy.
3: I don't want to do this podcast yet. You, this is an entire <laughs> podcast that you just tried to start as we hit the hour mark on this one.
4: Well, I missed you last week, Cody, and I'm trying to make up for lost time. <sighs>
5: You didn't miss him. You were reveling in the fact that you were the host. No. Yes. How was David? Did it? Was he a good host?
1: He was pretty decent. Was yeah. Okay, so I'll throw this out here, and I've gotten in trouble with this before. Do we want Sporting to have success in the League's Cup, or are we just want to get over with and get focus on the rest of the season?
3: No. Drop the League's Cup. Everyone in MLS <laughs> should just ignore it, protest it.
5: <laughs> okay, so I got to be contrarian. I'm going to enjoy this.
3: Okay, Polito will have fun in this game, so you know I'm sure it'll be it'll be kind of spicy. It'll be a well, fun I,
5: game to watch, I guess. I don't necessarily base my enjoyment on Polito having fun, but
3: well, if he's having
5: fun, if he if he's out there laying it all out, I I do have to say, initially I didn't I couldn't have cared less about Lee's Cup, but the more I it the closer it gets, the little bit more I'm enjoying the whole concept. It is a it is a weird little concept, and. It will be a chance to watch teams that I don't normally watch and games. And if and it's also not all going to be on the exact same night so that I can maybe focus on some other games to watch instead of just sporting. So I'm hopefully going to enjoy some of this.
3: This week marks the beginning of the Women's World Cup. Thad, during our three midweek points last week, I definitely thought it was last week. I made a whole point about it being all things international teams and that the the... Gold
5: Cup and the women's World well, Cup I, is starting. I, I took it to mean that you meant the the week coming up for that. that okay, was, well, of hope you did.
3: Hopefully, everyone else took it like that too. But I definitely thought it was starting last Friday. This Friday, the women kick off first Vietnam in the first game.
5: Yeah, the the World Cup starts on Thursday. The women start. The U.S. start on Friday against Vietnam. And if they don't really dominate that one, then I'll be very worried.
3: Dad will be disappointed.
5: I'm hoping the next one can be something other than that.
3: I like this new, I love that you carved this out for you. You got your own little thing here, a, a bit every week that you carve out a new a new name. It's not, I've been asking everyone in this show to come up with their own bits and this is a small one, but you've done it and I like this, so well It was done. a very
5: little bit of a bit, I guess. Yes, yes,
3: more like this. David and Robert, looking at you.
4: I had a mailbag. I <laughs> oh, have yeah. David in the chat. Oh, yeah. Why, David why in the chat you... I
3: forgot about David in the chat. David in the chat is good. The people like that one. All right, boys. Thad, say something
5: prophetic. Robert, you need a bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's morning. I'm chomping at it, man.
0: Woo! The side don't seem so tough And three on goals ain't all that rough The skipper has just been sent off Some part of strong and welcome soft But the tank's got me drink Got me drinking Give me a beer of whiskey, wine or gin Anything to shake, that's what I'm in My blood protein